TBPC Season 2, Episode 41. Pat, LT, Cole, and Drake, the full squad here to break down more NFL, NBA, and more. And we'll start with the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. The final four is set. And who else are we going to start with? Who else? What else? What other game or else? What other game are we going to start with besides Chiefs and the Bills? Absolute heartbreak for Buffalo, as usual. Uh, wide right is, you know, kind of poetic in a way. Um, Cole. That kicker's going to die, bro. He already uh, deleted, he, his, he deleted his socials. Yeah. I, I, it's, this always happens with the kickers, and I feel a little bad because, you know, obviously it's a tough job, but it is their only job. So, <laughs> you yeah, know, it's true. When, you, when, when you fail, they have the, like, those moments where the kick, when they're getting ready for the kick and the kick is up in the air, those are like some of the most suspenseful moments you can have in the NFL. Like, that is the most drama you can have. And these guys are, it's one guy kicking the ball through an upright. And they when they miss, it's like, it's like people can't believe they missed. People can't understand how they missed. And I don't, like, it's, it happens. Like, it's, it's like if a quarterback made a bad throw. Like, I understand that it's, you're upset, but like, it's, it's part of the game. It's how you either make it or you miss it. It's a 50-50 shot. I don't understand the, the hatred people have for these kickers. Like it, it is your one job to do it, but sometimes you're not good at your job. So why you have this guy on your roster if he can't make a kick? That's my, that's my opinion. A if, lot of- if, he can't, if he can't make a kick, he shouldn't be on the roster. Fucking well, Carlson in Green yeah. Bay. I mean, a lot, a lot of people have one job, and, they don't, and it's not perfect every time. So it's Exactly. Like- what are you gonna do, Cole? We'll start with you, but with the Bills and Chiefs, I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's it's only natural. Your your poor little sweet child, he did very well in this game. Uh, I don't think anybody will discredit Josh Allen. Um, a lot of mistakes around him cost the Bills this game. But uh, for initial takeaways, when you uh, when you shut the TV off on Sunday night. Uh, the initial takeaway is that once again in the playoffs, the Buffalo Bills let down their superstar quarterback. It's it's that simple. There's no other way to put it. They couldn't stop the Chiefs for anything. They they could not stop the Chiefs at all on defense. Uh, it, it, flat out pathetic performance. They were injured on defense. I think at one point they had two healthy linebackers, and one of them was AJ Klein who was on the way to vacation when he got a call from the Bills to come back and play for them. So, I mean, is he re- was he really even ready for that moment and covering Travis Kelsey? No. So uh, the biggest takeaway from the Bills side of things is that they once again played their, you know, they reverted back to what they hadn't been the past six weeks, which was totally reliant on Josh Allen. And when Josh Allen... Uh, make, tries to make a big play, someone's letting him down. Whether it was Deion Dawkins getting pushed back into his lap on that throw to the end zone at the end of the game. Whether it was Stefan Diggs dropping that big ball that's potentially a touchdown if he catches it because the DB slipped. Whether it's Trent Sherfield dropping both those deep passes that Josh Allen put right on his hands. You know, so once again from the Bills' side, it was that the defensive head coach, his defense couldn't get a stop. And the people on offense around Josh Allen made mistake after mistake after mistake. But, you know, Josh Allen makes one mistake, and that's going to be the story of, of the game. So, whatever. And then, uh, for the Chiefs side, well, I mean, what is there to say? They played their best. They played their best offensive game of the year when they needed it most. They didn't have the drops. They didn't have the penalties. They, you know, McCole Hardman fumbled out of the end zone, so that obviously isn't ideal. I think the most unsung hero of the Mahomes era in in Kansas City is Steve Spagnolo. Having a defensive coordinator who is no threat to leave to be a head coach, where you have, you know, a, a really, a, especially this year, like their defense is legitimately very good. Their whole game plan was perfect. It was make Josh Allen take the check down, try to bait him into mistakes. And Josh Allen did a really good job of taking that check down. And they, and the bills honestly did a good job running the ball. Um, 
So I, you know, it was a good game plan from Spags, and they got key stops when they needed it. Chris Jones, in my opinion, saved the game for the Chiefs with pushing back Deion Dawkins into Josh Allen. So you know, there there was two things I majorly took away. It's that the Chiefs, even in their worst year, I mean, they picked the best time to play their best football, and the Bills. It's a story of them every year. They once again let down Josh Allen. First of all, before LT, I'll let you go. Uh, shout out Steve Spagnolo, uh, Springfield College graduate. That's my guy. Um, yeah, LT, LT, what do you what do you take away from this uh, this battle of two great quarterbacks and ultimately uh, the guy with the uh, with the championship pedigree team? I think was able to to walk out with the win. I mean, Steve Spagnuolo also, of course, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator for the Giants. Shout out oh, to Spagnuolo. God. All Friend around. of the podcast. Friend yeah. of the podcast, Steve Spagnuolo. Just a great guy. You know, Spagnuolo, that, that's a great friend of mine. But um, <laughs> I feel like the Chiefs almost like going against the Bills in the playoffs at this point. It doesn't matter the team or anything. The Chiefs are just going to go out there and just beat up on the Bills. I f- it's sad. I mean, if it's a wide right, if it's an overtime heartbreak, it's always something for the Bills. I feel bad for Josh Allen. Um, hey, maybe this is Stephon Diggs' last game as a Bills, uh, as a Bills player. I'm not sure. Uh, he might get traded. Seems like he was just unhappy. I don't know if it was unhappy or he was off his game. Uh, maybe a new scenery would be nice there for him. Uh, not sure where he would go. Maybe you guys can talk about that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the same story every year for these Bills. It's sad, but. Maybe uh, some new faces for Josh Allen to throw to. Uh, I don't know. I I have, real quick, like, a lot of people I've seen get annoyed on social media talking about, um, oh, why do we feel bad for Josh Allen? You know, he can't get over the hump. He can't do it. The last time they played the Chiefs in the playoffs, he walked back to the sideline with the lead with 13 seconds left, proceeded to not touch the ball again and lose. I mean, I, I don't know what we're doing here. This game, right? I mean, how many mistakes did the Bills make that weren't on Josh Allen? And they lose. The overall point that I'm trying to make here is that these aren't excuses. These are actual things the Bills are doing on the football field. Like, there, you can make, you know, Josh Allen has legitimately been one of the best player performers in the league. This turnover problem that gets talked about with Josh Allen it wildly disappears in the playoffs when it matters most. He has six turnovers in 10 playoff games. It's funny how that works. 27 touchdowns to six turnovers in the playoffs. He is, outside of Mahomes, uh, and Mahomes is obviously the best player performer maybe of all time, right? So there's no question that. But Josh Allen, you could argue Brady. You could argue Brady or, Brady or Mahomes. You could argue. I don't know. You could argue. <laughs> it's, Bra- it's Brady or Mahomes. <laughs> uh, and Josh Allen is is up there dude like he's an all-time great playoff performer so far i when you as much as we love the narratives man as much as it's so fun to you know kind of poke the poke the bear the bear and cole anyway when you say that josh allen can't get over the hump or he's a playoff joker he can't get it done this is this is not tennis man you saw josh allen you saw how well he played what else really is he supposed to do? I mean, they, how many times did they show? How many times did they show the game and they lost in overtime to the Chiefs? Did you watch the game? Did you see how well he performed? He's not playing the other side of the ball. There's only so much you can possibly do. There's only so much you can possibly do. Absolutely. And, and and you know, people, people, a lot of people after the game were like, "Oh, he only threw for 180 yards." Well, first of all, the Bills dropped about a. <laughs> The Bills dropped about 130 yards of, of, of passes, right? Secondly, you know, they're like, oh, he just took the check down all game. How is he great? Those same people that are saying that, calling him a check down merchant or whatever, you know, because that's how that's the thing now. You know, he's a he's a turnover machine. He's a check down merchant. Those same people who are calling him a turnover machine were begging for him to play more like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and take the check down when it's there. And now he goes out in the playoff and does it. And when those deep balls don't work, they're like, oh, well, he only threw for 180 yards and threw at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's what you guys were begging him to do all season. Like, I, the, the double standard that is that is used for today's quarterbacks is ridiculous. Dan Marino is in so many people's top five quarterbacks of all time. In the middle of his prime, he missed the playoffs four straight seasons. He has 24 interceptions in 18 playoff games and never won a Super Bowl. 
and he's in people's top five all time. And then I got to listen to people say that Josh Allen is this generation's Philip Rivers. Are we kidding? It's 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 it is the most wild thing, the double standard that gets used for Josh Allen. I'll take it. Dan Marino's valid in this household. That's all I have to say about. <laughs> I that. agree. I agree. I agree. And when I when I bring that up, it's not to tear down Marino. It's to say that if we're not going to use, you know, Marino, what the fuck did Marino win? He didn't win shit. You know, and then I gotta, you know, it's like Josh Allen is just Philip Rivers. No, he's not. First of all, first of all, if Josh Allen's going to be Philip Rivers, I mean, pray for Haley Steinfeld because they got a lot of catching up to do. Um, he's like, he's like what, sixteen children behind? <laughs> <laughs> I think he has ten now, man. Oh, ten crazy. kids, double digits. He can start his own offense. <laughs> yeah, he could be quarterback. <laughs> No, I mean the the digs drop was massive. You had um, what was it? Um, uh, Shakir dropped a, a a play he could have made a deep ball down the sideline. Nicole Herman's fumble out uh, touchback and out of the end zone was massive because if they would have scored there, I think it would have been pretty much pretty much over. But they got but that was like a freak thing that usually happens to the Bills in these games, and I was like, oh, hold up. Hold give me hold up and give me a second. And then they didn't really do anything with that. Um obviously they're pinned pretty deep in their own territory, but uh that was that was like the turning point of the game for me. I thought if the Bills could capitalize off that, they would have had a better shot. And obviously they had a shot because they had a they had a game tying field goal in the works, but not meant to be. Not meant to be. I fire Sean McDermott, please. It's time for a change. Time for a change. I was just about to say if I'm if I'm the Bills. Uh, like ownership and, and, and decision makers. The first two things I'm doing in the offseason are are firing McDermott. And listen, is he a terrible coach? He, no, he's not. He's not a terrible coach. No. Perennial fact, co- playoff coach, but the, come on. The, but the, fact is, the fact is he's been here, what, uh, seven years now in Buffalo, and the reason they keep losing in the playoffs is because of his defense. That's the reason they oh. lose. Cole, as a resident Bills fan of the podcast, how would you feel about Bell, Bill, Bill Belichick in Buffalo? He's a Falcon. <laughs> he, he probably is a Falcon. Uh, listen, I, I think something that goes under the radar with, with Josh compared to the other quarterbacks is that, or the other like top quarterbacks, most of these guys got offensive coaches, and Josh just has never had that. He's had Sean McDermott, who's a defensive guy. <laughs> Right. I like how you call. I like how you call Josh. Like you call people Burrow, Mahomes, Brady. This is different. That's my guy, Josh. <laughs> That's my guy. I call Lamar Lamar. Like these are my two favorite players. I'm on a first name basis with them. <laughs> Lamar and Josh, baby. You know that's how that's how that's how I talk about them. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I you know, Belichick, Belichick would, you know, uh, we we talked about it last episode. I said I'd keep a lot of guys over over Belichick. Sean McDermott is absolutely not one of them. Sean Sean McDermott is absolutely not one of them. If Bill Belichick shows interest in coming to this team, I think that's a home run hire. This team, like, next year could be – because if they don't trade Diggs, like, this is probably their last year with Diggs because I would assume they would look to trade him or cut him after this year because Allen's cap hit is going to increase. Um, So if this is – if next year is the last year of this same team – it's worth taking a swing for the fences with Belichick. Yeah, I mean, we'll move on to the other games. I feel like the Chiefs-Bills always delivers on what um, what the game is predicted to be. It's always a great game. Um, but we're excited for Ravens and Chiefs in the championship. Ravens, you know, they, they were hanging there with the – or the Texans were hanging with the Ravens there in the first half. Ravens come out in the second half, just absolutely dominate. They just look – like a like a train, and I feel like there's going to be have to be a serious derailment, or maybe a boulder on the train tracks to stop the Ravens. I I uh, I don't know. They they've given me no reason to doubt that they can beat anybody in the league. So I I'll be very excited for this game because this Cole and I, Cole mentioned that the Chiefs are like you know a dynasty now, six straight uh, championship appearances as with Mahomes as the starter. And this is the kind of game that a dynasty wins. The one that's like they have this extremely good team. They go in on the road, surprise a lot of people, despite all the success they've already had. LT. As fun as it was to see the Chiefs beat the Bills, obviously, we had our laugh with that 
But this is Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' chance to come out here. And, hey, I think if they make it to the Super Bowl, they're going to win it. I mean, 49ers are juggling out on their own. We'll talk about that later. But this is the test for them. And uh, I think they really do have the whole nation on their side with the way that everyone's hating on Taylor Swift. Uh, this Lamar Jackson is our version of Captain America, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's got to save us. And uh, we're all going to be rooting for you, Lamar. So go out there and ball out, man. I think they're calling him Captain Lamerica because of yes. Lamar. Uh-huh. He's our last hope. He's our last hope. <laughs> yeah, our last hope for a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Oh, God, no. You can't have it. I, I was I was very happy watching that Ravens Texans game because it proved all the, the stupid people that were like, "Oh, Lamar can't get it done in the playoffs." Blah blah blah. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. The guy is a ridiculously special talent. Uh, you know, he's he's on that Mahomes level as a player. Like, even if he doesn't have the you know championship success, he's he's on that level. Yeah, go ahead, Pat. I have a quick question. I was just wondering this, what your opinion, your, your guys' opinion would be on this. Who would you take as a runner right now, Lamar or Josh Allen? Lamar. Lamar. Because I think, I think Josh Allen is an underrated runner because of how big he is and how much contact he wants to absorb. And Lamar, as good as he is, is certainly more you know, aware and actively trying to not get injured, which I appreciate yeah. as a running quarterback, you want to play longer. So I was, th- I was think I would still take Lamar, but I was having this discussion with my friend just because Lam- Josh Allen is so big and he's so, he's so physical that he, that like, obviously he displayed that in the, the chiefs game, the Steelers game. He had that cr- ridiculous run and Lamar two years ago, it wouldn't even be a discussion, but I feel like Lamar has certainly scaled the running back a little bit, even though he's extremely, talented yeah. in that res- aspect yeah i mean yeah i would it, i would i would go all, go ahead i'll take that it's all a mentality i feel like for lamar he's like it's not like he got really injured so he's not running as much he's just protecting himself um i feel like if his coach went out there and said he has to run obviously he could probably still pull out that old school lamar jackson running but uh lamar jackson definitely with that physique it's it's definitely a good argument i mean the way that he moves too, it's a little awkward because you don't even realize how fast he's going until yes. you actually kind of look back at it and you're like, holy shit, that double move that he made or something like that. Yeah. It's amazing. Lamar, Lamar probably hasn't run at his full speed in like two years. Like he's yeah. just so he's so under control as a runner. And I think that would separate it a little bit for me from Josh. Uh like as like if we're talking about like designed runs, like I, I think Overall, as a running quarterback, I think Lamar is the best in the league. Um, you know, Mahomes as a scrambler is Mahomes. You're not going to design runs for, but Mahomes as a scrambler is like I, I would say he's on Lamar's level. It's just purely Absolutely. a scrambler, but you wouldn't design runs for Mahomes, so it's it's different. But as for the Ravens, what impressed me most about their offensive performance was the adjustment coming out of halftime because. They the Texans like uncharacteristically blitzed the Ravens, which was clearly something that was the Ravens weren't ready for. And the Texans don't blitz anybody, so it shouldn't have been something they were like really planning for. But coming out of half, and apparently Lamar went up to Todd Monken and and John Harbaugh and was like, "Look, I know we want to push the ball down the field, but we need answers for the blitz." And they came out in the second half and had answers for the blitz, and they just shredded. The Texans defense in the second half. Lamar played an outstanding game. Stroud, I thought, had a fantastic game too. I know Lucas and LT, you guys don't necessarily agree with that. I thought Stroud was I thought Stroud was I I thought Stroud was phenomenal, all things considered. I'll I'll echo that Cole. I thought I thought Stroud played a great game, to be honest. I thought he played Uh, he didn't he didn't really he was getting suffocated. Suffocated. Yeah, it's not his fault, but he didn't I mean like for the circumstance, I guess you could say he played well, but uh, in the larger scheme of things, obviously, he didn't have his best game. He didn't play great, but uh, I don't hate to him. I mean, it was one game, obviously. It's the playoffs. Had a great win against Cleveland last week, of course. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, maybe maybe next year, CJ. It was where a great rookie him, year. Where do you see him going next year, Cole? How do you see him doing next year? Same I think, thing. I mean, I, I think they'll be – I think they'll be – 
right back where they are this year. I yeah. don't, it, it all depends because with teams like this, you can sometimes like everyone wants to project them to like they're going to be, oh, next year, you know, they're going to make the Super Bowl next year because that's their tr- projection, right? But a lot of people said that about the Jags this year. So this is the NFL. Nothing is guaranteed. Like they could plateau next year and be the exact same team. And it'll be looked at as a disappointment because of what they were this year. So it'll all depend. You know, will they make key free agent additions? Will they draft well? You got to add and get more talented and hopefully come back next year and be even better. CJ, for all my Texans fans who are listening to the podcast, please stay out of trouble for their sake. We don't need another franchise quarterback being ruined by off the field issues. Um, CJ's, so, CJ's a good guy. He'll, CJ's he'll, he'll a good, good guy. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he's good. Um, we'll move on to the Packers Niners, which was a bitter game than I expected it to be. Um, this was a, I think, a really great game. Niners pull it out in the end. Uh, I thought Jordan Love played very well, minus that <laughs> final throw, which was one of the worst throws I've ever seen, like decision wise. Uh, I don't know who exactly he thought he was completing the pass to, but. Um, no ice. Yeah, Cole's going to get into it in a minute, but Purdy is, is just—I don't know. That's their—that's their weakness, I think. I—I I, I don't know. It's—he's just not. Is he a—is he a a Super Bowl caliber type of, of quarterback? And I—you can—he could be saved by this amazing supporting cast, but at certain points, he's going to have to have to do something himself that impacts the team directly. And is he capable of doing it? I'll tell you one thing, that supporting cast is not going to save him against no. the Chiefs or Ravens. It is not going to save him against the Chiefs or Ravens. From what I saw, I, I, he should have on paper had a lot worse of a game. The Packers defense had multiple dropped interceptions that were just awful reads and awful passes by Purdy. Um, he was just playing a really bad game. And I mean, obviously they came out with the win because of that supporting cast. Um I really think that this next game for them is just going to decide, obviously, if they make the Super Bowl or not, but it's going to really decide Purdy's how people are going to look at him and maybe even his future as the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Because if you put any sort of pressure on this guy, he he loses his tra- train of thought. It seems that he almost forgets what he's doing. He'll just make an awful throw, an awful read. And we saw it happen. If the Packers' defense capitalized on maybe even one of those bad throws and got the interception, We'd be having a completely different conversation right now. Well, the the fact the fact of the matter is he threw two pick sixes that were dropped. Mm-hmm. Both of them walk in wide open pick sixes if they're caught, and both exactly. My, yeah, my point exactly. Outside of that Ravens game, Brock Purdy might have the craziest turnover luck I've ever seen in my life. I I mean, like no, like seriously, turnover luck is a real thing. And he he has the voodoo magic this year because some of these interceptions being dropped, it's like when he throws the ball, the defender's hands turn to stone. Unless unless you're on the Ravens, but um, look, he got he played so bad that that final drive got so wildly overrated. <laughs> like like he was he 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 didn't mess up pretty much on the final drive. He made one nice throw on the final drive. Um, other than that, he just didn't screw things up. And people are like, oh, my God, did you see the final drive? Like, yeah, I've seen him do that 20, 100 times this year. And it only looked good because he was terrible the rest of the game. The weather really affected him, like really affected yeah. him. I have, could- a question, I have a question about that. I, he was wearing a glove in the beginning of the game, and then he took it off. By the way, smart move. Wearing a glove, wearing a glove on your right hand as a quarterback I don't even care if it does help you with the weather. It's negative aura. You just look. You just look stupid. You you actually just look stupid. <laughs> you look like only a guy, The only guy who pulled it off was Teddy Bridgewater, but he had two gloves. So I guess that makes it a little. That's a different story. But he was rocking those two gloves his whole career. So shout out to him. Teddy two gloves is the only guy that doesn't piss me off for wearing gloves. <laughs> Kenny Pickett. Dude, get those gloves off your hands. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> he's got to hide his tiny hands, man. He's he's oh. fucking he's self conscious about his tiny hands. Yeah, I mean, per, so as to whether Purdy's like the weak link or not, you could say the the right side of their O line is suspect. Purdy, I don't like. People are like, oh, well, he came back. They were down, 
and he, they came back and won the game. Yeah, they were down four. That's a, a completely different situation than being down multiple scores where the whole building knows you have to throw the football. You have to throw the football. You can't run and burn clock. You yeah, have to that's, throw the that's football. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. And can Purdy operate a real dropback offense where it's not play action, it's not you know run fakes and, and RPOs? Can you operate a real dropback offense consistently and efficiently down multiple scores? I he hasn't shown me that he can. If they get matched up, say against the Chiefs or the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I I like their chances against the Lions as much as I like the Lions. Uh, I don't I don't see him doing that in the Super Bowl. Like Cole just mentioned, drop back, drive a true like no dump offs, no screen plays, just drive down the field. I I I don't see him doing that right at this at this current moment. I Cole just said it, I've never seen him do it. And I completely agree. I would. As much as we talk about how good the Niners are right now, I would take the Chiefs and the Ravens over them in this in the uh, in the Super Bowl, hundred percent. And um, on, uh, there's two other sneaky weaknesses on this team that kind of get glossed over because they haven't really they've had so many big leads that they really haven't had to defend the run, but they have been very suspect defending the run this year. They're not a good run defense team, and when you look at the total yards they've given up. It's not that much because they haven't really had to defend the run that much this year. But they're sneakily not that good of a run uh, run defense, and they're prone to giving up big plays on the back end. They are very prone to giving up uh, big pass plays, and uh, that could be a big problem when you face an offense with Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers, or even, you know, you can't you can never count out Mahomes. Zay Flowers? You can, you can never count out Mahomes. I, um, yeah, I was impressed with, uh, again, I was impressed with Jordan Love. I, uh, I was wrong about Jordan Love. I, I want to say it again. I, by the way, Aaron Jones is a wagon. So, LT, you can eat your can, words. Hold on, hold on. Can, 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 no, 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 no. Both of you can eat your words. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I said, I said that. I said, I said Aaron Jones was very good. I said Aaron Jones was very good. And when I said, and when I said for the, but when I said, Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Go hey. ahead. I respect the finger. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's hey, yo. <laughs> but uh, well, we're just, well, I just completely blanked. Well, let me go. Uh, yeah. Let me go. You can say that Aaron Jones is the best running back in the league. I'm not going to agree with that. But I know you're going to say it. That is not true at all. But I'll apologize for saying that he's uh, he's having a bad year because obviously – a little bit of a late bloomer, but um, with the postseason included, I think you could say that he had a pretty good year. Um, definitely not the best running back in the league. That's absurd. I don't think it is. I think he's truly no. I think he's truly up there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's the best, but he's I think up he's there. up there. Yeah, he's up there. He's certainly top five. And uh, but let's talk about Jordan Love because he he deserves his flowers for the performance. I know it ended. On a aside sour note, last, yeah. Aside from that last throw, it ended on a sour note. But I thought he was very good all night. There's a couple third downs in the fourth quarter he probably wants back. But I think, all things considered, the Packers were similar to the Bills, where their quarterback was very good. Maybe didn't have their best fourth quarter, and um, you know, it ended in a loss for things out of their control and you know uh, i i picked the packers and it was so frustrating watching that game because they had so many chances to win that game and uh, they just they blew it uh cole i'm a big fan of the show and i'm just calling it to say the leader is josh allen i mean if i were if he was really a tom brady by joe montana type of player he would get on a sideline. He'd tell his defense to get into shape i mean what i mean what kind of message is that of a leader is he sending I th- I honestly think if Tom Brady's team was down to two linebackers and one of them had to just come off of, um, of their vacation, I think Tom Brady would have actually went out there and played linebacker. Josh just doesn't I have the mentality. I mean, Josh got the mentality. mentality called a bit. Yeah, you tell me that guy can't play linebacker. I mean, get him out. Put up, put the badge on. Honestly, it would be it would be kind of fun to see like uh, Josh Allen go out there and like play edge rusher, like just to see if he can do it. <laughs> Or just or like Lamar, like put Lamar wide receiver just to see what he would do. 
<laughs> they put Baker as the scout defensive tackle in the yeah, offseason. Yeah. <laughs> and look at him now. So, Josh Allen, you can make that happen mm-hmm. as well. Make your dreams a reality. Speaking of Josh, speaking of not, not speaking of Josh Allen, we're done with Josh Allen. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, uh, I just want to give a, a bravo on his season. Yes. Um, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite players in the league, uh, pure grit. I, I love to watch him play. Um, this was a, a pretty tough game. I think they were, um, they were in it, you know, for most of the game. The Lions are, were a better team. That's all you can really say about yeah. it. Um, I, I thought it was, it's a great season. He should win comeback player of the year. That's really all I got to say about it. Lions, you're having a nice little run here. You know, beat the Niners for, for all I care. I, I love to see all, the Lions in the Super Bowl. All the people that, you know, oh, the Lions will suck because they didn't take players with good positional value in the draft, blah, blah, blah. Dude, that's so not a real thing. Like, I, do you think the Lions regret taking Jameer Gibbs at 12? I don't you, think so. You, I, think, you think, I, I think they're sleeping pretty well. You think they regret taking, you think they regret taking Brian Branch? Who's one of the best nickel corners in the league now? I don't think. I think their positional value was just fine. I think they picked good football players who are now helping their team win and NC championship. That's what I think. And well, here's, uh, here's sneakily what I think. Like, I don't know that this is a matchup that the Niners want. Like, they are not going to win the trenches. The Lions are going to win the trenches, and when the, the one team is going to win the trenches. Anything can happen in that football game, because if Aiden Hutchinson decides to have a day, man, let me tell. Like, if he's lined up on Colton McKivitz, he stands no chance at right tackle for the Niners. Like, there's no chance. Like, he's going to get pressure, and when you pressure Purdy, you never know. And I trust Ben Johnson and Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown. Listen, I think this is not a matchup that the Niners like. Um, you know what they say: be careful of the PP, the pressured Purdy. Um, I would love nothing more than uh, the Lions to go to Santa Clara and, and win that game, go to the Super Bowl. That would be one of the great stories in sports all year. Um, well, I don't know. You, I think I would. You, you, yeah. we, got, we got robbed of the I, golden oh, story yeah. of yeah. the Lions hosting the NFC Championship game. That would be great. Against the Green Bay Packers. Do you know how? Do you know how? You know what that would have done for the city of Detroit if they beat Green Bay to go to the Super Bowl? Like that would have been Roger Goodell. But bro, have, if, if there's any game that should have been rigged, it should have been that one. Bro, I would have taken the Packers, bro. I would have taken the Packers too, but like, <laughs> I would have taken the Packers, bro. <laughs> I would have taken the Packers too. Yo, you know what? You know what actually is like something that I was meaning to talk about. The kicker, the kicker advantage is like low key an underlooked part of these games. Like the the Chiefs had the kicker advantage. The Ravens are gonna have the kicker advantage in every game they play, Justin Tucker. You know, like if you have a bad kicker in the playoffs, that can end up fucking you. And that ended up screwing the Packers. Yeah, how many games did we see that are one possession games, like three points, two points, one point, and a missed field goal happens in the second, third quarter, and it always comes back and beats them. So if you have somebody like Justin Tucker who can just go out there and knock down any field goal you want, obviously that's a huge advantage. So that's and another like, Ravens this year. I feel like it's laughable to like say before a game, like, oh, this team has the kicker advantage. Like, watch out. But like, low key, it matters a lot. Like, it really does. Huge. I mean, who I remember the uh, the Rams Saints NFC Championship game in 2018. Uh, The Rams had Greg the leg. Obviously, everyone remembers the the pass interference, but he made like two 50 plus yard field goals. And at the time, 50 plus yard field goals were still pretty impressive. Now they're, you know, if you're lined up for 50, you kind of. It's not. It's not a total. You know, it's not a shocker when someone makes a fifty-yard field goal. Greg the leg was hitting like fifty-seven in to send him to overtime, and then fifty-six in overtime. Like, I mean, come on! All you gotta do is get to fucking like midfield, pretty much, and you got and you got your kicker lining up. That's oh, a huge dude, advantage. Huge. One, one more thing, like people are like, "Oh, Josh Allen's an idiot. He couldn't get them close enough to make the field goal." Bro, it was a forty-four-yard field goal. <laughs> That's, that should be very makeable. Like Tyler Bass is a huge leg. Like yeah, uh, it's like they act like they kicked like a sixty-five yarder to tie the game. It's like the forty-four Fashion, yard kick just, with the just win. Get him like, just get him a thirty-two yarder, bro. Like, come on, oh dude, get him a chip shot. Put him at the one. God. <laughs> anyway, we should be just done throw the ball right? through the uprights, Josh. You useless we, um, fuck. We didn't we didn't do predictions though for the championship. 
we should, should well, let, since, it's, since it's two games, let's 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 predict them. It's gonna be Ravens Niners. Nah, it's gonna be Raven. Uh, give me Ravens Lions. I'm I'm putting I'm going Ravens Lions. You know what? Give me give me Chiefs Niners, baby. Chiefs like Niners. It. Oh no! No, I'm feeling the Chiefs. I'm feeling the Chiefs. No, I'm going Ravens Niners because it's scripted. Because you have have you guys seen the the logo already? Oh it's yeah. Purple and red. That's that's that is yeah. what you would base your prediction off of. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys didn't pick it, so I, I, I'm actually original <laughs> with it. So that's fair. <laughs> um. All right, let's move into the NBA. Mister reigning MVP Joel Embiid had quite the performance last night. Seventy points. MVP Cole, two years you're, 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 Go ahead. Real quick. Real quick, I, I want to apologize for anyone that listened to the episode where I gave my top 10 NBA players. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It takes I'm, a man to admit when he's wrong. <laughs> yes. I'm so ashamed that I, I brought that list to life. Uh, to be honest, to be honest, uh, you know, I've been, a, I've been a poor NBA fan these past two years. So my ball knowledge, you could say, is not that high. But I'm getting back into it because I'm liking what I'm seeing from my New York Knicks. Uh, but we'll get into that later. We'll talk about other things first. Uh, but I just wanted to apologize for having Tyrese Halliburton above Joel Embiid. Uh, I, I, I think that was a mistake. <laughs> I think I think the discussion here is very simple. Joel Embiid has scored. I don't remember the stat, but it's it's something crazy amount of games in a row with thirty or more points, and scoring's up across the NBA. It's, it's not a really surprise that people are scoring so much, but he's averaging 36 and 11 a game. That's incredible. That is incredible output. And he's doing it in like three quarters. And all you ever hear is, oh, look at how many free throws he's got. Oh, man, Embiid loves going to the free throw line. And I understand that. I understand that that's, uh, you know, for, for for certain people, they don't like seeing an entire game at the free throw line. That's how I kind of viewed James Harden. Because he would dribble out 18 seconds and then take a shot, and or he would just go and draw a foul and shoot free throws. Because LT, you remember that game at the Garden? He dropped 50 points at the Garden. Yeah, it was like how much? I want to say it was like, like uh, it was one of the least impressive 50 point games I've ever seen in my entire. How many free throws? I want to say it, like 30. It was it was over 30. I remember it, it was, was over 30. 30. Yeah, it was a ridiculous but amount. I, but in this in this case in this case, and I I. Sure, Embiid flops sometimes. So does everyone else in the league. Everybody yeah. flops. But I think this is more of a case, and I'm not comparing him to Shaq, but Shaq, they had to foul Shaq because they couldn't stop him. And I think that's what's happening with Embiid. They actually can't stop him from scoring, so they have to foul him. And he makes the free throws. So that's free throws are part of the game. I don't know what you want him to do. They literally cannot stop him, so they foul him in the hopes that Hey, the two free throws will be a little harder than the layup he's going to have right over me. Cool. Also, like drawing drawing fouls is a skill. I don't care what anybody says. It is a real skill. I've seen people do it. Uh, you know, if you're if you played basketball, I think it, it's a skill you should know how to do. Selling calls, like uh, people that complain about flopping, like I get if it's super egregious, but like little flops to like try to bait the ref into getting a call is like. We don't need to complain about it. It happens. It's competitive nature. Yeah, I think, well, that was a good point too, but I think when you're talking about one-on-one players, like if you're facing off, I think it goes probably, it's Embiid and Giannis probably. Those are my two. But then when you go into team players, you, uh, obviously you're going to have to include Jokic. And I did say before, I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or not, but I think Jokic is the best player. But at what point is Embiid scoring going to make me say, wow, maybe I should really consider saying that Embiid's the best player solely based on his scoring more than how good of a playmaker uh, Jokic is, maybe even how good of a three-point shooter Jokic is, uh, how much games they win. It's a lot of mix and match, and I'm it, I, it's really hard to weigh and decide which stats are more important than the others. Like uh, One thing that's like kind of a little bit closing the gap for me is that Embiid is averaging six assists this year, mm. which is impressive. Like his playmaking is not as like he's not a black hole at the ball. Like maybe he, he's been accused of being in the past, right? Uh, and it's like it's so weird because Jokic has obviously had the team success, 
But whenever they've played head to head, Embiid dominates, dude. Like Embiid legitimately dominates, and it's it's a tough. I think like they're one and two in the world. I mean, it's really pick your pick your guy. I mean, yeah, you could argue that Jokic has just had the better teams, and that's why they're winning. And but Embiid has, you know, he's come up short a couple times. He has. I mean, it's that's why I almost yeah, I almost want to put him into two separate categories. Almost like Jokic being the better teammate almost and maybe Jokic being or uh excuse me Embiid being maybe a better with the ball in his hands like a one-on-one scoring type of a player but um it's hard like overall just to for me at least to decide who's better they're both on that same level of big man I, I'm, I'm thinking you could maybe compare it to almost like um Shaq and Tim Duncan where like yeah. Tim Duncan maybe was uh you know Shaq was most dominant but Tim Duncan Tim Duncan maybe was more like more conducive to team basketball rather than just dominating. Precisely. Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan the goat. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Yo, shout out cause. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> shout out cause. Yo, yo, wait, wait. Wait, longevity. Wait, 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 real talk. Cause, if you're listening right now, go look up Bob Cousy highlights. Cause you and Bob Cousy is a great one-on-one match. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you're listening right now. He's uh, not. I know he's not. You, but. Yeah, tag him in yeah, the. Tag him in the. Keep it PC. I'm, yo, I'm stre- tag I'm him in the share. I'm I'm screen recording this clip and sending it to him. <laughs> oh, um, I think it makes it interesting for the Sixers in the East because they find themselves in a similar position they have been in previous years, trailing the Bucks and Celtics. But I think Maxi has taken the next step, and I think they're yeah. overall a better team than they were last year. And the Bucks, there's, there's, dude, what's going on in Milwaukee? They just fired Adrian Griffin after 43 games, and they're hiring Doc Rivers. Yeah, uh, straight out of the uh, press, out of the uh, play-by-play booth with Mike Breen. Uh oh, which he was terrible, by the way. God awful. Couldn't listen to him. Um, what do you guys think of that hire? Because I don't understand what the obsession with fucking Doc Rivers is. Yeah, well, that on its own, that's another mystery. But I was going to say, first and foremost, um, in any other sport, I think basketball is the most with this. We see head coaches come and go like more than any other sport. It's almost ridiculous. This guy had, what, 40 games? I mean, I think that's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if you can fire somebody after that that many games, especially after 30 and 13. Go ahead, Luke. Go ahead, Lucas. No, but is that kind of, that's kind of like what uh, Pat was talking about with Bill Belichick, though. How, like, if, if you had an interview with that team, you would just fire Coach right away and hire him. And that's the same with Doc Rivers in this Doc case. Rivers. Oh, no. <laughs> Doc Rivers ain't Bill Belichick, buddy. No that's way. Like fucking, that's like fucking apples and, and, like, dried up raisins. You can't yeah, make that but, comparison. And my point is what I'm saying is that um, you can't even compare basketball to football in that, in that perspective either just because of how many coaches – are just getting fired after like one year. It seems like this guy didn't even make it 50 games and he was doing good. Like, I know they had bad defense or whatever. Maybe that's the only critique you can say. No, had to I, no, I, there's, there's reports that he was trying to get them fired up after their loss to the, to the uh, Pacers in the in-season tournament. Um, and they, he was, he was like, you got to sacrifice something. You got to sacrifice something. And I guess he lost the room after they, they then proceeded to win like eight games in a row. I guess that's losing the room. But, um, you know, I, there's got to be something else here. There's got to be something else. I guess maybe Giannis and Dame just didn't like him. And they were like, well, you know, the players run the fucking league anyway. Just get rid of him. I mean, yeah. We don't really like him. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I, hope they fall, I hope they fall apart. I hope they uh, will. I, I, I mean, it's Doc Rivers. Yeah, exactly. Doc how, Rivers. Is not, how is it not going to blow up? We've seen this a million times I'm already. He has three Hall of Famers on his team. Doc Rivers ain't doing shit. That's all I'm saying. That's Yo, all even, I'm saying. Even if they don't, even if they don't fall apart right now, you know they're going out in the second round. Don't even yeah. matter who they play. It, it actually doesn't matter who they play. It could be they could play they could play the Pistons. They're going out round two, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they're going out round two. They're gonna. I hope I, that's a. Hey, that's a team I want to play in round two for the Knicks. Hey, they're not winning that round. I don't care who they're playing. Any team oh, coach oh, oh, yeah. is an automatic loss. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about another player. Oh, my bad, Pat. You want to say something or not? No, no. No, nah, I want to talk about another player that also went off. Uh, Cat 
dropped 62 points, but That's 62 funny. points for the L, L. which is which yeah. is embarrassing because they were up what 15 in the fourth quarter, I think. Yeah. And then and what's lost even that? what's even more embarrassing is that he had 58 through three quarters and tried to tried to get a bunch of tried to improve his numbers and he just didn't and they lost. That's hilarious. My God, that's why when you see these big numbers, it doesn't always necessarily mean it doesn't it doesn't equal as crazy as people think. Like when Donovan Mitchell dropped, I forgot how much it was. It was a, it was like what 71. 71, yeah. When he dropped seventy one, that was a tremendous feat, and people were acknowledging as that. We see this, we see sixty two, and I feel like people are almost going to put that in a similar light. And obviously, this was oh. a very this was a very stat padded sixty two points. Obviously, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, but his six. This reminds me of his sixty point game in his last uh, career game, chucking up a lot of shots. Obviously, getting the sixty points. Obviously, is the important part. But except, the, except he won. He did win. He won, and he was yeah. good in the fourth quarter. Cat was the complete opposite. But Cat was actually he was pretty. No, Cat was crazy in the first in the first half. He was unbelievable. He had eight of nine threes. I, I I don't think I just don't think he had an, as as incredible of a second half and I don't you know that's yeah. not out of the ordinary yeah but I, I don't know he I mean like stat padding yeah stat padding is I think is a little they lost the game I I don't know Brandon Miller was fucking cooking them I mean the T Wolves are a good team but like you know they you know what you know, you know like, what one of the funniest like draft things of all time with the NBA is that Cat was drafted no obviously number one overall but he was like he was dubbed like an Anthony Davis type player where it's like, he's a defensive guy and he has so much room to go on offense. Then he comes in the league fucking terrible on defense. And all he does is hit threes as a center. It's like the complete opposite of what he was supposed to be. It's just one of the funniest, one of the funniest things ever. Like if like go watch the 2015 draft, like just watch the first like 10 minutes. They're just talking about how great cat is defensively. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the Knicks with Knicks with Cat and Brunson, I think that's. No. No. I think I like that. <laughs> Why I think I like that. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like that squad. Cat, I kind of like that. Me. But is he not the center that we need though? Cat's no. a really good player. He's Cat's not. a really good player. Oh, I would... Cat's a really good player. He's really, really good. good. He won't transcend a team. Yeah, like he ain't. He I mean, who we get? Who we I getting? Mean, who are we getting? Okay, yeah, this brings us to our next point, actually. I want Because <laughs> Brunson's apparently leading us to the championship. Who's he going to do it with? First off, if you're calling me out like that, I'll tell you what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Who's he going to do it with? I'd love to hear. Well, I'm, not, I'm not the GM, so that's not even my... I'm not, I don't know why you're saying that to me, but I said a superstar. Anthony Towns is a good enough. Who are we getting? Embiid? Uh, well, trade Embiid. Who are we getting? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying a big man. I don't think we need a big man necessarily. I was thinking more of a Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, but that's another story. I mean, Zach no. Levine? What are you talking about? For what? What do you mean I what am I talking about? Zach Levine? No offense to Zach Levine. He's already fucking 30 and his legs are... Okay, so if we add... Right, so you're saying if we keep if we keep Randall, give up our picks for somebody like Zach... I said Donovan Mitchell first. No, Zach Levine. No, low-key... No, no, low-key, though. Randall has been playing good, no, though. I'm like, not no, taking come Cat on, over bro. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. I'd take Donovan Mitchell over Cat, but I, I'd trade Carl Anthony Towns in a heartbeat. Stop getting knotted up on me saying Zach Levine. We're saying for Donovan Mitchell is the superstar I am talking about. That would transcend the Knicks, he's not Carlton. Could have had him. He's out the window. He's gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I know. That was our chance. I know that was our chance. Donovan but... Mitchell would transcend the Knicks. What are we talking <laughs> yeah. about? <laughs> no. Wait, Cole. Who's on the Cavs right now? Who's Donovan Mitchell playing with right now? Doesn't matter. Donovan Mitchell ain't like a top five player in the league. On his team, dude. Come on. You don't know what you're. You just said you don't know ball yet. Learn your stay in your receipts. Okay. Okay. We can. We can. Uh, that's fair. But uh, what I will say, in in my opinion, and I think this holds true, if you just look at the NBA, you're not winning a championship unless you have like a top tier cream of the crop player. It doesn't matter how much depth you have. We see this with the Celtics every year. They don't have that top of the top cream of the crop player and they lose every year in the playoffs. 
I mean, they that's do, the, but they don't. They do. That's why they. If they, they did, they the if they did, they would have oh won a championship by now. They oh don't. And the Knicks getting Donovan Mitchell is not winning us a championship. And oh of Boston, South we're Taylor. not beating. We're not Jason beating a Jokic-led Nuggets team with Donovan Mitchell. Like we're just not. <laughs> I don't you, think. I don't think. Getting, who are we? Who? What are we giving up for Donovan Mitchell? Say we're trading for Donovan Mitchell. Well, what are we year, giving up? Last year we could have done R.J. Barrett quickly in our picks for Donovan Mitchell, but we refused. The Knicks refused that, so that's on them. It's not on. It's not on me saying that they should have done it because they know they should have done it. it. If we had that team, we would be competing for a championship right now, and it would be a Brunson. Mitchell won I, I don't, two. I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if they'd be competing for no, a championship. I don't wouldn't. care what you guys have I don't to say. Know. I, don't I don't know if they would. I don't, I don't think they, they would, bro. Single-handedly making the Cavs a great team. Let's not forget that obviously they have a defensive player of the year candidate. But other than that, they have no scorers. We have Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle on the same team here with another scorer like Donovan Mitchell. Who's that playing would defense? Who's playing defense on our team? Who's playing defense? We have the best defense in the NBA. We have the best defense in the NBA because we have fucking OG and Josh Harden. Fucking, if you're, you're, you don't, you we get rid of these guys, LT. You're not getting fucking Mitchell for free. They're getting Zach for somebody. No, Pat, I just told you the Knicks literally declined a trade that was quickly in Barrett. For all of their I'm, picks no, no, the I'm saying in this hypothetical, when we're getting Donovan Mitchell now, if we got him, we, oh, it, they would now. be a championship. It sure, would be yeah. a championship contender. So, but, I mean, you have to give somebody. We're getting too high. That's it. That ship is passed. This, 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 okay, but I'm saying this is a, this is a team where you get another superstar to go with Brunson. And you guys mm-hmm. are just dismissing Anthony Towns out of hand. I think Carl Anthony he Towns is a great player. He is a great player. Player, but he's not. I wouldn't take Donovan Mitchell. Me either. I would. I would me not. neither. Me neither. But Donovan Mitchell is not available. So you move on to the next guy. So you, so you're saying, you think he would transcend the Knicks to a finals team or Hell contender? No. Contender? Hell no. Hell like, no. It, want, it could be. No, no, I don't. You need to watch I'm thinking no, conference. I think conference, conference finals. I'm thinking conference finals, but I don't know. I have, to, are, I have to see them. The Knicks are way better than you guys are making them sound. They're a great defensive team. They need. Know, we're, not, like, we're not shitting on the Knicks. I don't doubt so they that. Are a great team. I'm not. I'm not saying they're not. But in the NBA, just look at who wins championships: Jokic, Giannis, LeBron, Steph. Like these are the guys that win championships. Look at the Thunder. They're coming up. They got Shy Gilgis. They got some and great. They haven't won shit. They're going. They Shy got Josh. Shay is also a superstar. Like Shea yeah. is a legitimate superstar. Yeah. So like that's different. So like Shea, if he becomes a superstar, is not a superstar. No, no. Okay, this conversation is going off the rails. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. What is there? Twenty five superstars? Oh, no, hey, I'm getting deja vu. Dude, I feel like come we on. No. You're, we're not doing the superstar no. argument again. No, I'm sorry, but doing- okay, okay. <laughs> Let's take away the word superstar. Donovan Mitchell is not a top 10 player in the league. You don't win oh championships God, in this league dude, without a top 10 player. Top 10. I, I know, but no, my, point is, my point is you don't win championships in this league if you don't have a guy like that. You hey, don't. Hey, I said my piece. Let the people decide. If we had Donovan Mitchell, we'd be saying a lot of different things right now. That's the all last, my The last man. team that won without a legitimate like top 10 player was like the 04 Pistons. I, else. Times are changing. We got teams they coming aren't. up. They we got aren't. teams coming up that are going to win finals without top three players. Uh, the the Raptors. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's going to be a top five player in like uh, in like next year, buddy. What are you talking about? Are you talking about the Thunder? Shy might already be one. Are you fucking? He's like a top. He's easily top ten right now. He can next year. If yeah, sure. If he wins the finals first, but well, I'm saying he needs also, to win first. But look at who wins championships. Well, Jokic. Jokic wins championships. Giannis wins championships. Steph. Like, these guys are all top of the league. Donovan Mitchell's not coming to the Knicks and leading us to a championship. He's not. There's going to be stars in the future that are going to win championships that haven't been, obviously, talked about as much. They're coming up as in shy. They'll, they will be future stars, but obviously, they're not right now. They're probably top 10, as Pat has said. 
but they're going to make their way up and obviously eventually win finals. So I think like, you have I, to look at the future here as well. And like, obviously, it, it's current great players, but you have to remember there's players coming up here. Anthony my, Edwards, another my, future one. That could right, win. Are the Celtics the right. championship team? They can be, but they're not. Like they, they, they can't. Tatum, dude. I, I've said this from the start. Tatum has the ability to do it, but he hasn't done it. He doesn't do it. Yeah, and, he, and we've seen it year after year after year. And my point is, if a guy like Tatum, this team's different, if, though. But this if a guy different. like I, I don't, I don't. I'm not even saying I totally disagree with that. But if a guy like Tatum hasn't done it, like I, you can't convince me that the Knicks are going to add Cat. Or Dude, he's Mitchell, only 19. They're going to be able to do it. Time. <laughs> Tatum's only 19, man. Uh, is, that, is that we got anything else to talk about? When did he have Deuce, bro? He was like 16, bro. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying, Pat? Remember you're saying that? What did you? I thought he just said, did he drop a Deuce? And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, he probably, I mean, Deuce was probably an accident. No offense, but um, Damn, there's, no way, there's no way he was on purpose. Damn. No what? He was probably still a Duke. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough about that's enough about NBA. Let's talk UFC now. Uh, last Saturday, uh, UFC 297 <laughs> happened. And Strickland lost the fight to do. How do you say it, LT? Duplessis? Duplessis. Yeah, he Duplessis. got it. Duplessis. Okay. All right. Mike was trying to convince me it was Duplessis. I was like, okay, no. no, it's not. I was like, no, it's not. But Strickland actually lost the fight. It went all the way to round five. Uh, it went to the judge's decision, and Duplessis won. Was it, what was it? 29? I forgot was what the score was. Decision. I don't remember the score, but it was a split vote, obviously. Um, when I was watching, it in the obviously Luke will get to your opinion next. I just wanted to say this, but um, like the naked eye test, I really did think Duplessis won. But looking at those numbers afterwards, and Dana White, obviously everybody's saying that this fight went to the wrong person. We have the wrong person walking out as champion. Uh, if the CEO of the company saying that, obviously, it's it's pretty credible. But I really did think Duplessis won. Uh, but a lot of a lot of pushback from it. So obviously, we'll see how it goes. We could see a rematch with Adesanya and Duplessis, or not a rematch of uh, just a a fight. Obviously, main event. Duplessis called out Adesanya. Yeah, he did call him out, but I believe that um, I was saying rematch because Dana White was talking about perhaps Strickland getting another go against Duplessis for the belt. So we'll see what happens. Mm, yeah, LT, do you think that Strickland threw the fight because you put money on him? <laughs> No, it's because uh, I did. No, it's because yeah. I did. <laughs> every time I trail LT's bets, <laughs> they fucking lose. <laughs> yeah, Fandle's deleted on my phone. Uh, no longer using it. <laughs> he's done. Yeah. I'm officially he's done. free, man. Now he's moving to DraftKings. No, <laughs> I'm no longer betting. I am keeping my money, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this, summer, this summer, I'm taking my talents to DraftKings. To DraftKings. I'm going to see how good I do with just get I'm, remaining, I'm remaining a free agent. Get Fliff. Get Fliff. Fliff, buddy. It's not real. We gotta, you have it's a lot real. of fun. It's not real. It's not real. I'm not doing, I'm not doing nothing. You hear me? <laughs> no. no I haven't lost a dollar. I've only gained money. Think about that. Just think about it for a second. Not going to happen. Yeah, well, the... Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. no. Well, the oh, UFC wait. fight from uh, with the eye test, yeah, it did look like Strickland was getting beaten up, or like his like left side of his face was all bloody. But I was looking at they were showing stats though, but they were showing the stats of the punches, and Strickland had a lot more than Duplessis. I was like, okay, wait a minute, like he could win this fight, but like Strickland literally looks like he got knocked out like three times, and it was all the takedowns too that Duplessis was doing as well. They kept getting on him, uh, but. At the end of the day, Duplessis won, and I'm not even mad about it. He had a good fight. I'm just really mad Strickland didn't knock him out, bro. He was in that press conference. He said, to the death, dude. And I feel like he didn't go that hard for some reason. Oh, he went know. hard. Stop dude, it. I don't know, bro. I don't know. He could... I thought he was going to, like, <laughs> fucking knock him out round one, bro. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, an easy fucking fight for him, bro. But it He's went all the way up. to the end. If you're talking about going to war, they definitely went to war. If you saw both of those men's face 
you would definitely know that they went to war. <laughs> one of them had both of his eyes shut, and the other one obviously a cut. One of them looked like Cole after I slapped on that one night. <laughs> Look at me. <that. laughs> <laughs> Bro, me, I had like I had like three black eyes from that shit. I don't even know how that's possible, but Bro, <laughs> you 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 fucked me up. <laughs> yeah. I will that'll that'll do it for uh this episode. Thank you so much. Enjoyed. Go check us out on Keep It PC Pod. Uh Twitter Keep It PC Pod, even though we don't really post on Twitter. But go check it out anyway. Bro, um, I need to find the login to Twitter. <laughs> I'm so yeah, sorry. Someone, uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, find the find the X login, please. Find the X login. Oh yeah, X. X, sorry. Uh, um uh, yeah, so we're gonna be launching the YouTube very soon. I think we should. Uh, we'll we'll have a discussion, but um, I think I know when I when we want to launch it. And uh, we hope we're looking forward to that. We hope you're enjoying the episodes as they're coming out. We'll be back next week to break down the Super Bowl matchup, our reactions from Championship Weekend, more NBA, maybe some MLB to talk about if the Mets and Red Sox okay. do anything ever yeah, right. of significance. Uh, then we'll talk about it 100%. Um, so thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time and peace. Peace.